Welcome to Live Well Anyway. I'm your host, Mackenzie Coppa. On this podcast, we journey together in learning how to feel healthy, look good, and plan lives we actually like in the midst of all the everyday chaos. I'm so glad you're here. And today, Katie and I are really talking about what we've been planning for. Last week, we talked about how we're planning, the things we're using, and all the different pens and paper and kind of our planning method. And then this week, we get into our actual goals for 2024. And this is a very different year than we've ever had before. Katie and I both feel like we're growing up a little bit, the way that we are going about our goals and trying to get things done and have progress this year. I think it's a really good episode. We get into a little bit of biohacking. We get into a little bit of talk about habits. We get into talk about our words for the year and thinking a little bit smaller than we have in the past. I think it's a refreshing episode, hopefully, to a lot of you who maybe feel the pressure of the new year. And I think it's going to be a really fun one. But before we jump in, I want to mention a couple of things. So ironically, you're going to hear us talk at the beginning of the episode about how Katie has a brand new microphone. Finally, she is using an actual microphone and not just her computer to record her audio. It sounds beautiful and amazing, and I rib her about it at the beginning of this episode. And then when I went to edit the episode, I found out that my microphone was not turned on for the entirety of the episode. So my audio quality is not that great for this episode, which is very humbling and ironic and frustrating. So I am so sorry, but there will be a coming episode of the future where both Katie and I have beautiful and amazing audio that you can, you know, have your ears tickled with, but it's not this one. I'm so, so sorry. Also, before we jump into this episode, if any of this intrigues you, this talk about habits and doing things a little bit smaller, then I want to encourage you to come over and join us in Patreon because we've really got it going on over there. We've got these monthly challenges that we've been doing for the past couple of months and we are going to carry out all throughout 2024. We have a tracker that you get if you are at the all the things level and you can just be checking off all those little things that we have laid out in the tracker to be doing. Plus for January, We freshened it up a little bit. We've added a couple of things to the challenge. And we've also left room for you to choose two of your very own things that you are going to try to do daily throughout the month of January. And you still get points for those things. The person who wins has the most points at the end of the month gets a $25 Amazon gift card. So there's a little bit of extra incentive to be staying on top of your habits. I think it's a really great thing that we've got going. And we would love to have you come over there and join us in Patreon. I also do live three times a week and we have all kinds of other great discussions about books and so many other things so come over and join us at patreon.com slash live well together we would love to have you it's the perfect time of year to be kicking it off joining us over there right from the start of the year we would love to have you join the community and have a little bit of extra incentive and encouragement for getting your habits and goals done in 2024 so again that's patreon.com slash live well together and now without further ado do, let's get on with this first episode of 2024. Welcome, Katie. Hi. Listen to you. I know. Do you notice something a little different? Oh my <laughs> word. How many years now have we done this? Merry Christmas, everybody. Katie has an official microphone. She's wearing headphones. Like, this is a whole new world. Yes. It's actually, I mean, it still feels a little 
embarrassing to me. Like, this is not necessary. I don't do this that often. But the truth is, I do do this this often. And this is for everybody else. Yeah, so you, you do. Hear you do it, it more yeah, than I do. Yeah, it's and it's time. And I'm so happy. You're like, <laughs> does it sound different? <laughs> like, as someone who just spent over an hour last night listening to us editing an episode, yes, it is different. <laughs> It sounds amazing. Oh, yay. Yeah. Well, it looks it looks really fun. I mean, it's I'm a little you feel giddy. professional. Like, it's cute. I do. Yeah. I feel professional. Well, you have like you have so many irons in the fire now with all your different like jobs from home. And now this one can just feel more professional and official too. If there is something to be said about having the right tools for the job that you have ahead, you know? Yeah. And that's I mean, I think we're gonna talk more about that, but um, there's something to be said for that. Just owning it, embracing it, moving forward, yes. living life out of, you know, actual what you're dealt with rather than like you're perceived where you yes. think you are, you know, li- live out loud. Absolutely. And it only took us like seven or eight years to get here. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've been very gracious <laughs> pulling me along gently. <laughs> no, you, you have fully shown up in this space. Let's just be honest. You're it's old hat now. It is. It is much more comfortable. It is much more comfortable (laughs) because you forget that we're recording. (laughs) I completely a thousand percent forget until sometimes you remind me or something comes up. I'm like, oh my gosh, (laughs) people are listening to that. (laughs) Yes, it's true, and hopefully more. Hopefully we can get more, but that's for me to deal with, not for you. Okay. Okay. I'm just showing up. You just show up. Okay. (laughs) Okay. And this is our annual episode that we do every year about our goals and our words and all of those things and what we're planning on for the next year. And before we got started, it was like, I don't know. I think I step into a new year a lot of the time and I don't really think about the end of the year, like the next, the end of the year I'm coming into. I just think of like, oh, what are all these amazing things that I'm going to supposedly make happen? But like we were just talking about, oh my gosh, within this next year, let's think about what it holds. Like we'll be doing college applications for the boys that will be seniors. You will have another one starting college. We'll have, you know, middle schoolers and fourth graders. And like, it. it's weird I think it gives me a little bit more perspective on the year when I do take a minute to think of more than just January. Yeah. You will be mid all of that by this time next year. Which is wild. And I feel like I'm essentially a professional bird launcher. This is is just what I do for the next few years is just ping, ping, ping. (laughs) Send them out into the world. (laughs) Totally. It's, It's pretty wild to think of just how much is going to be changing over the next year and the next few years, really. Yeah. Which is why we do this kind of episode is like to have that chance to really reflect a year is a long time and um, a lot happens in a year. And like, we've talked about like our Kindle books and how that kind of like shaped a lot of the year. Yeah. On the last episode. But I mean, there's other markers too and other ways to just, pull in all that information and ask yourselves good questions. Like how far have I come? Where do I want to go? 
what is holding yeah. me back? What do I need to let go of? What do I need to find? You know, just good questions. I think everybody's doing that at this time yeah. of year. It's just natural, but um, there's such good in it. Yeah. I think it can be really hard. I think I've really encountered that off and on over the last few years. Some years have been harder than others, but I really had trouble this year when I looked back at my power sheets that I had gotten last year, which I decided to break ties with and I'm not doing for 2024. But when I was looking back at them for last year, I was in the midst of a hard time right then, a year ago, too. And I looked at them and it was like, I was having trouble even filling these out a year ago. And I look at a lot of the hard things that happened over the last year and it really just felt sort of discouraging. And I think I started feeling discouraged by what the year had been like as I was approaching the final quarter of the year, when I was looking at like starting October and looking at everything that didn't happen and everything that didn't get done and all the hard things that we have had just kind of repeatedly, I feel like we've really just been dumped on (laughs) this past year and like tried to make things work that weren't going to work. And, you know, just, I don't know, it just has all felt kind of scattered and heavy and a lot. But then I think I came into these last two months of the year working in smaller ways, which I think I've talked about a little bit on the podcast last week. And I'm finding that that is working And so I'm really kind of taking that mentality into 2024, you know, especially knowing, okay, there is going to be a lot that this year holds. What, what do I actually have control of? What can I actually do? Yeah. And looking at it from that perspective. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. What do you actually have control over? Like to focus on those things. Yeah. I'm honing it down to like, okay, so I have, I have a lot of different things that have developed this year in terms of like business these different avenues so I've never evaluated it quite this compartmentalized but like okay in the beauty realm what are my shifts and changes in the homeschooling realm what are my shifts and changes I'm also sort of a I mean I don't know what you call like a medical biller kind of (laughs) developing that but in what what changes do I want to make there just all those different facets of like evaluating the year for okay so where am I spending my time? How do I own that space? And and by owning it, like, no, this is what I do. I, I'm yeah. going to say this is something that I'm devoting significant time to. So it's a part of me. And how can I make it better? What do I need? What are my goals? Like, that's been sort of freeing instead of, well, I just dabble in this or I just dabble in that. No, like just owning it and taking control of it and moving, pushing it forward. And if yeah. I don't want to do those things, why am I spending time doing it? If I can't own it, should I be doing it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that I have felt so scattered with like a thousand different directions that I feel like I've been going in, especially over this past year, just like trying to make ends meet and make things work. And I feel like I'm in a place where I'm like, okay, you just need to focus in a little bit more on a few of these and not be quite as scattered as you have been and try to finish something well before you start something new. Because there were a lot of things that I thought like, oh, like here we are at the end of the year. It's the time when people are really thinking about planning and planning is like my thing. And so I probably should be like talking about planning or putting out a new product or a course or like something. 
And I just had to stop myself because it was like, okay, you have an audiobook you're trying to finish and you have like all these yeah. things that really need to get wrapped up before the end of the year. And it doesn't make sense to just keep piling more things on that are not getting done in the way that you want them to get done. Like just rein it in for a minute, finish things well, and then look at what you can start next and try to not be quite so spread thin. That sounds so mature. <laughs> it's <laughs> hard it? for me to come by, but yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's hard too when you live in like this panic state like, ah, oh, I just, I have no choice but to take on all the things, but then I'm not right. doing those things well. And so mm. I'm trying to be more focused. And I think that, and I know I've been talking about this a lot, but I really feel like it's made the biggest difference for me is like tracking all the little habits that I've been trying to do daily. Yeah. And so, I mean, I have created a personal tracker for myself for January that, I think, well, it might be a little outlandish. And so I, I really know that, well, maybe. A little detailed, filled with little boxes and. Yeah. Yeah. No. Is that surprising to you? No. I know. <laughs> I know. It's a real, real shocker there that I would create this two page, <laughs> basically spreadsheet of things that I'm <laughs> supposed to be doing every day. And I will admit yesterday I was like, okay. This is going to be the trial run. <laughs> Let me see all these things that I want to fit in my in my morning before the kids get up and, you know, whatever. And it was like on when I was approaching hour three, it's like, okay, maybe this is not quite going to happen <laughs> the way that I see it happening. I might have to like scale this back a little bit or readjust my day a little bit, but I I'm seeing like all the little things. It's just like, if I put in a thousand little things, then that's still not possible. But I, I was able to build like what we did in November. Then I added a little bit to it for December. And so I'm adding a little bit more, quite a bit more for January, but they're all things that I feel like are really good. And they're like necessary things that I need to do. I mean, because also in 2024, I'm turning 40 and I want to be healthy. And I feel like I've been working on that. I just finished my 89th my gosh, workout you have. with I'm Copilot. I'm so proud of you. I know. Yeah. When I came on and talked to you this morning on Marco Polo, I was like, I have no function in my arms <laughs> because I just did an arm workout and now they're useless. Like they're just limp noodles hanging at my sides. <laughs> but I am doing it. But I want to continue to see more improvement in that. And so it's like adding a few more little things for my health stuff. And I feel really passionate about like, okay, I went back to counseling this fall. I'm really wanting to continue to work on like my mind and heart stuff. And so what does that need to look like? Like I really want to incorporate more journaling this going into 2024. I guess this episode is coming out in 2024. So I can just go ahead and say this year, like I want to focus on like daily gratitude and really continuing to keep track of things and utilize my planners well that are supposed to be like more than just a planner. Like I want to write down the little moments and just kind of like try to take better stock of life so that I am recognizing what I am getting done and hoping that that will help me to look at things from a more 
positive perspective and not just like this hopeless place (laughs) that I feel like I've been in. And so doing a lot of those little things that I'm hoping are going to just like help overall to put me in a position where then I can show up better to my work and the things that I'm trying to do in that space. So I see how it all like works together, you know? Well, and I think whenever we take the time to notice anything in our lives, but especially when it comes to ourselves, like when we take the time to actually notice, it's such a kindness to ourselves, And I find it's like how intimately God loves us is he does notice us and he does see the small things. And if I'm noticing the small things, I'm seeing his fingerprints all over things of like, Mm. oh, that was for me. Oh, that mattered. And he knew, you know, like it's, it, there's such um, that habit training of noticing and writing it down is a huge part of that. Like not just noticing and letting it filter away, but if you create stock of it, then you can look back, then you can remember when times are harder or you feel you, you feel quote unquote, a certain way. You can look back at evidence of like, I'm seen, I'm loved. And we can do that for ourselves just by collecting it. So the journaling part, the noticing, the journaling, like I'm right on track with you. I feel like those are those are key components to a healthy life and kindness to ourselves. Yeah. Well, and I think especially as a three on the Enneagram, and this has been something that's kind of repeatedly come up in counseling lately, like threes are the most detached from their emotions. Like in some respects, even more than like a seven, because a lot of times they can't even figure out what their emotions, like what their feelings are. They can figure out like how to make their feelings adapt to other people around them or, you know, but to know what I actually feel and what, how that's impacting me and that sort of thing is a really hard task Mm. for me to do. And one that I largely try to avoid. And so actually like writing things down and paying attention to all of that, I think it's just going to be like a healthy practice all the way around to be in a better place and not just like stuffing everything down all the time, but actually kind of working through it every day. Because it's like, that's something I've been talking about in counseling too. They're like, what are you afraid of? Like, are you, are you, what, what about that feels so scary to go into your emotions? And it's like, well, I, it just feels like it'll take me under. And they're like, but in reality, when you deal with your feelings, you move through them and you get through them and then you're able to move past them. But to me, it's like, I just try to like, I feel like I'm standing with my arms out, like stay back, stay back. I don't want to deal with you. And so just trying to be more proactive about dealing with it on sort of a daily basis. So it's not just becoming this unbearable weight of all the things. Well, you think you're protecting yourself, but in reality, like walking through it and getting to, you're stronger than you think you are. It's a bold step forward, but you're ready. I hope so. You are. You are. Working on it part of this whole this whole mental health and heart health journey yeah. I feel like yeah so good and another part of that I'll just throw out here because I want to hear more about your stuff but another and I hope you guys can't hear my stomach growling that was a that was a mistake this morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, but another part of it and I think we kind of talked about this on last week's episode as well but it's it's got a check checkbox on my tracker is Every day, 
I want to be doing something creative. And I thought about doing like a specific challenge, like a doodle challenge or like, you know, I don't know, just like trying to hone it in a little bit more. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that because I feel like I have a lot of different little creative projects kind of surrounding me. Like Emerson wants us to knit her leg warmers. And I have a blanket that I've been crocheting forever. And I have this like cross stitch that I was working on for Christmas that I didn't finish. And, you know, like I have a few little things. I have my planner that I'm decorating and whatever. I want to be just making sure I'm doing something in a creative way every day, because I know that I'm a creative person. I know that I have tamp that down for the past few years. And I want that to be a part of my life that brings me joy. And I think it helps me in so many ways to show up in a lot of other areas of my life. So like acknowledging that about myself and finding some little way, even if it's just like I did, you know, one ring around my blanket of cross stitching or of um, crocheting or, you know, whatever it is, just like, just making sure I've done something in the day, yes. I think is helpful. Yeah, yeah. I feel the same way. And it's been interesting where those creative outlets have come from. Like, yeah, I have loved really diving into my cricket. It's taken yeah. me a year and a half to fully like understand what I can do. I still, I'm sure I still have no clue yeah. the depth. So which but I can really go with that machine. Figured out a lot. I have figured out a lot and I've had a lot of fun with it. And um that's been a surprising creative outlet. And it's so once I understand the machine, it's so much easier to just be like, oh, I could do that. Oh, yeah. I could make that. And and it can be perfect and beautiful because of the machine, which isn't you know, that's not the goal of a creative yeah. endeavor, but I, it's satisfying. Like sure. it works, it works for me really well. So, because the baking is really off the table right now, that's not yeah. something that I've been doing and won't be um, for a few months until my, my kitchen is done. So it's been nice to find this other outlet of like, Oh, this is working. Yeah. Yeah. And it's something like, like you said, it's fun and satisfying for you. It doesn't necessarily have to be for show or for somebody else. You know, it's just like you are enjoying the process of being creative. Yeah. Yeah. And that needs to come out, I think, for all of us, no matter how we process and think. There needs to be that balance of analytical and creative just for your brain, just to keep your brain awake. And Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I did that. I had on, oh, I'm going to forget her name now. But I had on a doctor a few years ago who wrote a book about rest. And she said that creativity is one of the seven forms of rest that she had identified because Mm. it just takes us to a different place. I think it's a stress reliever. And I mean, unless it's a project that you are trying to make perfect or it gets frustrating, like that can happen too. But when you're in a good creative space and that's not happening, I think it can be a stress reliever and actually help to bring you to rest because it is one of those places where I feel like I can just kind of check out and I don't have to like think about all the other things in my life. I can enter a state of rest as I'm doing something beautiful or creative. Absolutely. And it's so satisfying. And you know it when you've experienced it like, oh, that was great. Like that, that lift you kind of get. Yeah. Like I want more of those moments this next year of 
working myself to that place of like satisfaction. Yeah. Oh, that was fun. I saw that all the way through. I did that. Because it's fun to see something actually become something. And that's kind of going back to that whole like doing the little things to get there. That's so hard for me because I just want to like, okay, I'm going to take, you know, a week and just in one fell swoop, get all this done or whatever. But when you do it in these incremental ways and you just slowly see it build and become something that can be really satisfying too. The blanket keeps getting bigger or the cross stitch keeps getting closer to being done or the painting keeps, you know, evolving into something. And so it's that is there is something just so satisfying about like seeing something come to be. Yeah. Well, and I've found like I can, I can infuse creativity in any of like those compartmentalized areas I was referring to earlier, even the analytical one with the medical billing side, like there are ways to, if you're asking yourself questions, if you're noticing of like, well, how can I make this better? How can I make this more fun? How can I bring this information? Can can I add color? Can I, you know, like I really explored Excel and was able to like customize and make a document that I created yeah. And it it hit those notes for me of something creative. And it was Excel. I mean, I think yeah. you, can, you can kind of do that anywhere. In homeschooling all the time, if it's oh, starting absolutely. to feel flat, that's what we're missing is something creative. So I just have to ask those questions of like, how can I make this more fun? How can we synthesize all these different, like our history, our literature, our science? How, how are they actually working together, even if they're completely disparate groups like okay these don't seem to have anything in common but they do if we think about it and asking the kids and then it's so fun when you start to go down that road of like oh my goodness I didn't see this coming but this is fun and that leads to a project or a I don't know some trip or something where you need to get more information or but those are the fun moments I think when we infuse creativity into what we're what's becoming very mundane yeah. Well, and that's one of the reasons I'm so looking forward to reading that new book, Feel Good Productivity by Ali Abdal, because he talks about that that's really kind of the crux of being more productive is finding enjoyment in what you're doing. And that that mm. is kind of above all, like even as he looked into the science of it, that is what helps you to actually get more done. And it's so silly, but like I was really struggling with doing my workouts because it's never been something that I enjoyed. But when I realized like, oh, if you decide that every time you work out, you're going to watch your favorite reality show, it like motivates me to actually get it done because I'm not thinking about the workout. I'm watching the show. I'm getting the workout done because that needs to happen, but I'm watching the show, which I enjoy. So it kind of like was able to rewire my brain and like hack it to be like, no, this is something that's fun, even though you're hurting yourself and you hate it deep down. It's like, it's good for you. And so it has helped me to actually enjoy it. And I think the more that we can find those ways to make things enjoyable that even are not so fun a lot of the time. When you can find something, like you're saying, making an Excel spreadsheet beautiful or whatever it is, yeah, it really does help you to get it done. Absolutely. 
Ladies, taking care of your health isn't always easy, but it should at least be simple. And that's why if I were to encourage you to jump on one habit bandwagon with me this new year, that is going to make a huge difference to the way you feel overall on a daily basis and accumulated over time, that would be taking AG1. I've been drinking AG1 for a few years now, every day, no exceptions. It's just one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day, and it makes me feel so much more energized. I feel like I'm able to focus on my work and get through the day more easily. I know that it's been helping to boost my immune health. Plus, it just helps me to know I'm covering all my nutritional bases right from the start of the day with vitamins, probiotics, nutrients from whole foods, adaptogens, all those things that my body craves and I don't want to have to take a thousand different pills for. AG1 just condenses it all down so that I can take it in one fell swoop first thing in the morning. It's the first thing I do when I roll out of bed. I go downstairs. I start my coffee. I drink my AG1 while my coffee is brewing, and it just sets me up to feel like I have started my day doing something that I know is going to benefit me for the long haul. It's such a great way to be starting the new year by doing something so simple that is going to have such a huge impact on your health. I've gotten all of my family and friends on AG1 because I believe in it so much. You're even going to hear me talk about it later in this episode, how this is the one thing that I want to make sure that I'm doing for my health every single day. If there's one product I had to recommend to elevate your health this new year, it's AG1. And that's why I've partnered with them for so long. So if you want to take ownership of your health, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash livewell. That's drinkag1.com slash livewell check it out. Okay. Another way that I'm going to try to like notice and be kind to myself, but also like push myself forward is I'm, I'm doing these breathing exercises. Now I know I haven't told you about this because it's been a fledgling endeavor, but I have, I have loved it. So this is based on the idea that anxious thoughts, anxiety, and I'm not talking about severe or panic attacks, but if you back that up to the source of um, your life feeling not in your control, which I think to me is the essence of anxiety, um, that you can psychosomatically control those thoughts, not by just, I'm not going to think this anymore, but your breathing can be a huge part of it and taking deep breaths and letting them out like can can alter the brain pattern that's going on. And so I've just been putting this into practice a little bit, five minutes a day of deep breathing of like all the way into filling your diaphragm, all the way out, emptying the breath for five solid minutes. It's been amazing what I've found in this process of really? just breathing well. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's a gift to myself of just recentering. And so in that, in that five minute time period, I've been trying to put in truth. So like breathing as prayer, prayer breathing. I don't know what you want yeah, to call it. Yeah. Breath prayers. I've heard somebody say. Yes. And there's a book breath as prayer that this is really based on by Jennifer Tucker. I just, I have loved it. So very, very, very simple, like start very simple, but I've been starting with um, like breathing in, the Lord is my shepherd breathing out. I have all that I need, like something very simple like that. But, um, but there's a rhythm, there's a cadence to those inhaling and exhaling. And it, 
it centers and putting in truth. I just think yeah. like it it's just been really powerful. And I love the I love the concept that you can take control over something that feels out of control. And there really is something to neuroplasticity, like taking your brain yeah. and being able to retrain it. You can do that. But um, but this is a way I found that's really effective to just calm, recenter. I filled my brain with truth and I can walk like it really has been. Oh, I bumped my microphone. It really has been working. And um, and it's just been like five minutes a day. So I'd encourage everybody to just yeah. Give yourself the gift of some deep breathing, whether it's before you get out of bed or it's as you're getting ready or it's before you fall asleep at night. Like there's always time to just, you know, just breathe yeah. in and out truth. Well, now I need to add that to my tracker. Right? <laughs> <laughs> One more thing to add but, to the 57 in, other things. But yeah. Right. <laughs> but along the lines of, health and heart health, like you're talking about, like this is nervous system health. And I yeah. think it's, it's something we can, it's accessible, something we can do. It's not crazy. You don't need anything for it. Um, and it can be really simple, but it is so effective. Well, I love that. And I had no idea that you were doing it. And I know, don't you love when I give you some surprises? I do. It's such a, because <laughs> I generally feel like I know a lot. Everything. I yeah. know. I, I held this one back. I held you it back did. because I wanted, I wanted to be able to say, I feel like it's working. This isn't like, Hey, let's try this. It could be kind of hokey, but no, like it legitimately is working. And, um, and like, I feel like there's scriptural evidence for it in Romans 12 yeah. too, about letting God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think, like taking in, taking those thoughts captive, but not not telling yourself, self, you are amazing. You are wonderful. You've got this. Telling yourself truth. Like the yeah. Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I need. Like it, there's a difference there. And yeah. um, and I've just found it to be really effective. So well, do it. I love that. Yeah. When do you normally do it? Do you have like a time you typically do or is it just like whenever it comes up? I do it right before I go to sleep because I find if I wake up in the middle of the night, it's those thoughts that are haunting. It's those thoughts that are like in the dark. I just get plagued by yeah. concerns or worries. And then I wake up not as well rested and with things on my mind. And if I, so I deliberately do it before I go to sleep. Sometimes, I mean, I've been adding it in more often during the day because it is simple. Yeah. It really is simple. Um, you can do it anywhere. But, um, but for me, I've really been before I fall asleep. Now, have you tried it at all with the app on your watch? No. Does, like the mindfulness thing? Because do you have that uh -oh. like pop up on your watch? Be like, would you like to yes. take a few minutes? Yes. Oh, oh that's a good idea. Because when you do that, it actually like it has the haptics. So it kind of like clicks like the feeling of a click like and shows on the screen like a it used to be a flower blooming. I'm not sure if it still is, but it's like a flower blooming as you're inhaling and then it goes back down and it takes you through it for like a minute, I think. Okay. But, That's a great idea. Yeah. Cause then it's got like, I don't know, some extra focus to it, I guess. Well, and a sort of accountability too. It's yeah. tracking. That would be great. I'm also going to, I'm going to tag it with 
my shower because, well, this will come up later this year with favorites, but this aromatherapy shower spray that you just like spray one at the bottom of your shower and you feel, well, I mean, it's aromatherapy. Like there's something to it that it just puts you in a different mindset and it's relaxing. So I'm I'm very excited to pair it with that time and just feel like an explosion of my senses and like come out (laughs) completely refreshed and ready for the day. Yes. Yeah. Pretty soon you're going to be like doing Wim Hof and have you heard of him? Uh Uh-uh. Okay. He's the, he's known as the Iceman and he's this guy who he does different breathing exercises, but he also does really extreme like cold plunges. Like for his 60th birthday, he was in a barrel of ice water for 60 minutes. Like he is extreme but they've done all these tests on him when he's done like his specific breathing and the cold stuff like they injected him with the flu virus and he fought it off by his breathing and his cold therapy that is cool yeah they compared him to other people who were doing the same test and it was he he completely got rid of it so he's got some pretty amazing things but he actually has an app and it's got different breathing exercises on it, but some of them can end up making you feel like super lightheaded. And so you, you have to be careful and kind of like work your way to work to that. To yeah. Yeah. But it's interesting because he has done like all that research about what it can actually do for even your immune system and stuff. Like wow. That. So a lot of that would have sounded interesting, but almost a little hokey to me before. But now that I've, I've been doing this, it is, a, it's amazing to feel the result instantaneously, like that peace, you yeah. feel stronger. Your body has like oxygen's gotten to all the extremities because you've pulled it in and breathed it out the way that you're supposed to. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That is interesting. I will. Okay. I will take this into account as I'm going into this new year. Well, and I'll make idea. notes about cold plunging. Maybe I need yeah. to tag it with that as I get more comfortable with this. Well, and I had definitely like, I used to do a cold, you know, like 30 to 45 seconds at the end of all of my showers. And then I, I shied away from that in the last year or so because I wanted pastries and comfort. And now I'm trying (laughs) to get out of that place. But something I have continued to do is I always put cold water on my face first thing in the morning. So, I mean, I just splash it on. We have a friend who actually gets an ice, like puts ice in a bowl. She does. She does. But I just like splash on the coldest water that I can get from my faucet. And I do it a few times. But I find that that helps just, I mean, it helps with the swelling and waking me up, but especially if I follow it with like rolling my face or doing gua sha or anything like that, I feel like it's actually giving me health benefits because it's like helping to wake up the lymphatic system and, you know, all that kind of thing. So I, yeah, that's one of the things that I've been doing when I get up. Okay. So now we're covering uh, heart, nervous, and lymphatic systems. We're yeah. really hitting a lot of healthy. Well, and I, that's one of the things I know this sounds silly, but I have been trying to incorporate more is like getting my lymphatic system moving because it's the one system that doesn't have its own pump in your body. So like your heart, it pumps the blood all through, but the fluid in your lymphatic system doesn't have any way to do that unless you are activating it. 
And so that happens through exercise, that happens through doing things like gua sha or dry brushing or doing hot and cold therapy, you know, either doing a cold plunge or a sauna or both, or even a hot bath can activate your lymphatic system, jumping on a rebounder, using a vibe plate, like all those kinds of things help that system. And I recently was exposed to a lot of people who got very, very sick with the flu. And I just got like a touch of a cold, like my nose has been a little bit stuffy, and I've been a little bit tired. But I didn't fully succumb with the fever and like everything everybody else did. And that could be for a lot of different reasons. But I did like all through that, through the exposure and even feeling like I was maybe sorty, sort of starting to get something. I have still worked out every morning. I've been jumping on my rebounder. I've been trying to do like my gua sha and like all of that first thing in the morning. And I feel like it's working. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, it's not foolproof. And I'm sure I will probably get, you know, like completely sick here at some point. But I do feel like it's helping. And because I fully like both my parents, my dad ended up with pneumonia and my mom was out of work for days on end and all kinds of stuff. And so I thought for sure I would get pretty sick and I haven't. So take that one to the bank. Yeah, (laughs) I love it. Doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, and along with that, like the red light therapy would affect the lymphatic system too, right? That's another component to increasing immunity and reducing inflammation. And for sure that one, I, I just, I love red light therapy that you've, you turned me on to that like two years ago. Was it two years ago? Yeah. Well, it was with your knee. Yeah. Yeah. So year and a half ago, maybe. Yeah. 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 But that one can make a really big difference. Yeah. All those little things. I feel like we're getting a little bit more biohacky all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. did I well, talk to you about our water? No. Did I tell you about that? So, well, we're getting the water purifier, like what you have. Yes. By the time this comes out, we'll have it, the Aqua True. And that's what my parents got us like as a family present for Christmas this year. And it was so funny. I really have, because it's like one of those things when you're like, you have certain things about your lifestyle that you don't realize are not normal <laughs> until it's pointed out to you or whatever, because my mom said, do you want a mixer or do you want a water <laughs> purifier? And I was like, well, I really, I mean, the mixer would be nice, but like, I don't do that much baking and I have no plans to be incorporating much more baking into my life right now. However, like a water purifier would benefit my whole family every day. So that would be great. And then Ellie was talking about getting this water purifier and she was like, I am so excited for our family present. She was like, I just feel like I am going to be drinking like fresh water. Like it's going to be so clean for my body. And I just think it's going to be so good for me. And I'm so excited to get it. It's like, what eight-year-old is excited about getting a water beer? Not many. Yeah. (laughs) You are in our family. Yeah. Well, June was in our family too, because we had a water situation that we were solving. And so we were all so grateful for the the well water to be transformed into like clean, beautiful drinking water. That was yes. like a miracle. Yeah. Yeah. 
but yeah, we, we have decent, like it's okay. Water, like doesn't taste bad or anything, but oh my gosh, just, and she just all on her own one day was just like, I am so excited for that. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> You're so weird, but clearly my daughter. <laughs> yeah. So I'll take it. <laughs> So, yes, I mean, I feel like I'm definitely like every year I incorporate a few more of those sort of like biohacky things. And well, and I should say the other part of it, along with doing like the lymphatic stuff every day, like getting up and just I try to jump a hundred times on my rebounder. And that really doesn't take that long to just jump up and down a hundred times. And so I'm trying to do that, but then also like there's a couple of supplements that I'm like, okay, these are non-negotiables for me. I think I just I'm gonna have to find a way to work them into our budget and make them happen because I do feel like they make a difference. I feel different and I feel like they help to boost my immune system and all the things, and that's AG1. And then I also started taking Armra Colostrum a couple of months ago. And they've okay. done studies that show that it's actually like even more effective than a flu shot or something like that for helping your boost your immune system and, and be in good shape. And like, it helps with all kinds of things with your skin and your overall health. And there's like all these studies behind it. But those two things I've been taking pretty consistently and I just don't want to be without them. So both of those are going to be like on my checklist of do that every day. Yeah. And so how are you taking your AG1? Are you just mixing it with water? I do. Yeah. I I don't mind the taste of it. I've gotten really used to it. And so I just do the AG1 in water with about like eight ounces of water. And then I put the colostrum right in there with that and mix it all up together. I have the unflavored Okay. So my colostrum is tagged to the chocolate protein. So I don't think. Oh yeah. Well, and I get some way. in that protein as well. So, cause I still am taking the protein powder from paleo Valley. And that's another thing for me. Gosh, this is going down a, a rabbit hole. This is so unlike any other goals episode we've done, <laughs> but that's okay. It's a different year. It's a different life. Yeah. Um, is trying to have more protein in my diet because I think I've been having like some blood sugar issues and as I've been working out more and like wanting to see more differences and as I'm getting older and hearing like how much you start losing your muscle mass and all those kinds of things, which then leads to osteoporosis and osteopenia and like all that kind of stuff. I'm like, okay, I have to be serious about this and I need to be getting more protein in my diet throughout the day. Cause I think that especially as we're approaching like menopause and that kind of thing, having enough protein and fiber in your diet is really key, which is something we talked about like a year ago with the Galveston diet. Um, Yes. Yes. But yeah, I'm trying to be more intentional about thinking about that and how I can incorporate more protein throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I'm, I feel like I'm doing the same thing, um, protein wise. And part of it's cause I want to my workout, like I want to walk, yeah. to walk on the treadmill, just get a little cardio in, but I want to lift heavier weights. I want to really not too many reps, but like, instead of lighter weights, many times heavier weights, fewer times. That's, yeah. that's something I'm going to be doing. Well, I'm up and to so- 10 pounds on some of the exercises that I'm doing. And even that I was like, dang, 
okay. But yeah, that'll, that'll work. Yeah. And, but I'm not going to have the results that I'm wanting to have if I'm not getting enough protein either. Right. So like just realizing like how many of those things all work together and how important they all are. So yeah, I'm trying to be more intentional about that. I like it. This sounds like a year of real, like dialed in health. Yeah. System by system. Yes. I, I love the way that you're saying that because it does, it feels like mental heart, like my emotional heart, you know, and my physical heart and like soul care. And, and, and we, we haven't even really talked about the business goals, but I feel like for me, doing all of these things and creating consistency in all of these little places is the foundation and like the undergirding to help me to be more consistent in all those places in my business that I'm wanting to show up better. And I think more so than ever before, I think a lot of times in the past, I've put a lot of this stuff to the side and been like, no, I don't have time for that. I can't take care of myself well because I need to focus on the business or I need to focus on all these other things. And what I'm really finding, maybe it's because I'm getting older or whatever, that if I, if I'm not doing those things, then I'm not able to show up the way that I need to in any other way. Yeah. Well, it's that analogy on the airplane and I'm saying this because I just flew, but you know, if you think of your business as that little whiny child next to you that you want to put the air mask on first and the pervading logic is no, put it on yourself and then you'll be better equipped to take care of them. And that's so hard to do. But if you think of all these different areas that are calling for your attention in that way, it makes sense that you do have to make sure that you're you're caring for yourself in those primary ways of just getting oxygen. Yeah. How's your heart? Both both sides of it. How's your physical health? Are you eating well? Are you eating? Are you sleeping? Yeah. Like just basic stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's hard to do because it feels like like kind of you were saying like it's counterintuitive. You're going, "Ah, my business, it's failing." <laughs> like I need to pour all my energy there, but I I don't have the energy that I used to just like real literal energy. I don't have it. And so if I'm not doing those things to take care of myself, then I have no real way to be able right. to show up. So, right. and so much of it, even like the social media, we've talked about this so many times and like the imposter syndrome I've had and like the hard time I've had showing up and how do I show up and, you know, all those kinds of things. It's still such a struggle. But when I am doing better with taking care of my mental health and my heart and my like all those areas, it is easier to show up in those places. And I do feel more authentic and true to myself. And so it really is like the foundation of everything to be doing all these little things that then help me to show up in those other places. Yeah. Again, that sounds like maturity. <laughs> it's, like, it's getting there of like it's seeing it and like, like, okay, I see. I see what it's going to take to have a healthy business it means having a healthy mind, body. I'm So I have to do this to do that. But it's like the hard, it's the long way around. It's the hard yeah. way. It's not, it's not flashy. It's not fun. It doesn't bring in the dollars, but it's like what yeah. is critical to, to long lasting success. Well, and it takes discipline because it's a lot easier in a lot of ways to just go do those one-off things and get them done with, but those don't build like the lasting change. 
it right. has been hard to get up every morning and do my workout. Like I don't want to. And for so much of my life, I think I've just then fine. I'm not going to, I don't want to, <laughs> but I think I more have this viewpoint of like, ah, I, I don't want to get to my grandparents age and like not be able to hardly even be able to walk through the grocery store because I haven't taken care of my body well. And you start having those kinds of perspectives of like, that's coming. Like it's still a ways off, but those years are coming. And if I don't start now, then I'm not going to be in the shape that I want to be in later in life my business isn't going to be the place that I want it to be and like all those things. And so you start having a little bit different perspective and realize that like, while discipline is so hard, I mean, I talked about this a year ago, you can't rely on motivation because motivation comes and goes. And a lot of times motivation doesn't come until after you've done the thing. And so it's, it really comes down to just that sheer, like, and for me, It's so silly, but being able to check it off on the tracker and see the accumulation of all of those checks over the course of the month, that really does something that gives me some sort of dopamine hit of like, it is worth it enough for me to be able to check that thing off to find a way to get it done. Like we have had an empty sink more over the past two months of just knowing that I needed to check that off at night, whether I'm the one cleaning it or I tell somebody else in my household (laughs) to get it done. It's like, no, one way or another, that sink is going to be empty before we go to bed. And just finding those ways to make those things happen, I will push through. Like a lot of times where I would have in the past just been like, I'm going to take my bath and just like scrap it. I have pushed through and been like, no, I'm going to read this personal development book you know, get my 10 minutes in and I'm going to make sure that I get those dishes out of the sink and I am going to make sure I get in my movement or like get my planning done for the next day. That has been, that has been such a key thing for me to be doing every night, like not doing it halfway through the day, thinking about what the next thing next day will look like, but actually like it's almost right before I'm going to bed that I think through like, okay, what is tomorrow actually going to look like? What did I not get done today? What do I need to get done tomorrow? Because it's not until that point that I know what I actually accomplished in the day. Right. And so like that has been a game changer for me and just committing to doing those things. Like so much of it has just been like, just buckle down and do it. Yeah. Well, and I don't know about you, but I feel like I, a lot of those small incremental just get it done steps came from the life mentoring school, like synergizing Mm -hmm. the message of you can accomplish anything in 90 days. If you set your mind to it, take your life in 90 day chunks and see what you can do by setting a goal and holding yourself accountable. That is, there's just, there's magic in that of, of yeah. not looking at it too big, not taking on too much, but just one small thing at a time for 90 days and really going after it, going after it, but then also changing the inner dialogue around it. Like you assume you have it, you assume you've yeah. done it and you're talking, you're respecting yourself in how you're speaking about it. Not like you're never going to do this. You're yeah. never going to have an empty sink. You, That's not who you are. That's not, but I am the type of person who has an empty sink. And then like you yeah. act in it, you act through it. Like that has been huge, just taking those little chunks of making it small and changing how I, how I talk to myself. Yeah. 
And on top of that, she talks about living the life now that you want to be living down the road. And what does that look like in those little moments? Well, when I'm older, I want to be a person who is taking good care of my body and exercising and who has an empty sink and who is reading things that are helping me to develop as a person. And, you know, like those things don't really take a lot of money. If, if any money, those aren't based on like me being more successful or me, you know, having put my life in a totally different place, I can start living that kind of life that I want to be living. Even if a lot of things haven't changed, I can make those little changes to make my day-to-day life feel more like the life that I, I want to have. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's funny as I get older, how much like 90% of this seems like mind games (laughs) that I play with myself and like how to outsmart yourself and tell yourself a different story and motivate yourself by telling yourself a different story and then actually doing it, getting that success and then changing your brain. So it's like, oh, I do this. Yeah, well, I've basically resorted to a sticker chart to get myself. <laughs> like toddlers. Yes. <laughs> like, I guess there was something to that. There's real gratification. <laughs> and I'm literally putting stickers in this planner <laughs> that will motivate me to keep going. Oh, and do so the funny. And it works. It works. <laughs> it works. Oh, well, and I think something, oh yeah. Ladies, support for today's episode comes from Jenny Kane. And quite frankly, I think it's perfect timing because we're now past the holidays, but we're still in the dredges of winter. You know, it's been chilly for a while, but we still have a long way to go with the chilliness. And so it's the perfect time to freshen up your wardrobe a little bit, get something new that's going to feel like it can carry you through the rest of this winter season. And the perfect brand to do that is Jenny Kane. I absolutely love my Jenny Kane sweaters. I wear them on repeat every week, sometimes multiple times a week because I love them that much. Jenny Kane is known for their luxurious cashmere sweaters, and I have two, the everyday sweater and the fisherman hoodie that I absolutely adore. Because if you could just distill it into a style, it really works for me. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. So they're completely comfortable and cozy, but also you feel pulled together, which is exactly what I'm looking for when I'm looking for clothes that suit me and fit my wardrobe. And these are pieces that are so well made, they're going to last you for years to come because they have that effortless kind of timeless style. They are going to be pieces that will carry you from year to year to year. And you can carry them all throughout the seasons. I throw these sweaters on even in the summer when I just need like a light something to put on in the evening when it's a little bit chillier. These pieces are just so versatile. In addition to being able to take you all through the seasons, they pair with so many different things. They can go with everything from classic denim to a simple slip dress for look that's effortless and so easy to put together. But in addition to their sweaters, they have so many other things as well. They've got vintage pocket tees, relaxed trousers, iconic accessories. They even have incredible home essentials too. Jenny Kane believes in the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless design so you can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style and feels completely like you. So find your forever pieces at JennyKane.com. My listeners get 15% off your first order when you use the code LIVEWELL15 at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E dot com 
promo code LIVEWELL15. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. And I think it's been interesting too, something we were talking about earlier is we both have kind of come to this place where we're like, okay, we want these like commonplace notebooks, bullet journals sort of that we're doing our planning in, we're working things out, we're doing our journaling and our lists and like all the stuff. And even though we both are coming at it from like, okay, we just want like this sort of one book that holds all the things our minds are so different in the way that we process things. Yes. Even though we're essentially doing the same thing, it looks completely different. Dramatically different. And we're using the exact same notebook, the exact same same pens, the exact same highlighters, which if if anybody's curious about that, we talked about it on the last episode, Yeah. right? You shared all those things. I got all those things. We have exactly the same framework, but within that it's vastly shockingly different. And that's part of, I think the fun of, we are so unique. Each one of us is so unique. We're wired uniquely, but there are some truths you can pull out of this, that what we tell ourselves and how we hold ourselves accountable and what we set our minds to and follow through with, like you can have lasting change by just, just asking yourself questions, noticing, writing it down, and and walking it out. Yeah. Yep. And I I love seeing how our brains work totally differently in that way. And that gives us both the freedom to, I'm very linear. You're very, what would you non-linear. even call it? Yeah. Non-linear. <laughs> Anti-linear. Yes. <laughs> it's even stronger than non. Yes. Bubbles and things scattered yeah. all if over. If you give and- me linear, my eyes cross and I'm out. <laughs> like no. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and I look at like the bubbles and all that. And I'm like, but where's the organization here? What is the flow that I'm working through? Like, what is, what is first? What is like, I, yeah. 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 And no, so, I get it. I get it. Yeah. But it's in my brain. If I see yeah. it that way, then my brain, like I don't, it, it coalesces the information into something detailed and I can follow. If it's linear, then I can't do that. <laughs> like, yeah. I stop. Yeah. And for me, it was like, okay, maybe I could start with where you're at, but then I have to bring it into that linear linear form or I I can't get anywhere. But yeah. we all can like use a similar system and co- customize it to us and make it what we need it to be. And I think as we continue to get older and we continue to like mess around with different systems and try different things, we, we hone that in more and more and more. And it can change for different, you know, times that we're in our life and we have different needs, but I think we start to see ourselves and how we think and how we process things more and more clearly where for me, this is working. This writing these things down in this linear way, having these checklists, having this tracker, and like, and that I get a point on the tracker for tracking my habits. Like, because I've had trackers before, but I won't, I'll be like, oh, I'll remember and I'll track it off tomorrow, you know? But when I have, like, that's one of the things <laughs> is that yeah. I get the point, I get to check off that I did this tracking today. Like that, it, it's these, like you were saying, it's it these works. little games that we have to yeah. play with ourselves to get ourselves to do the things that we just need to do. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I have a funny story about that because I got um I got June a happy planner for Christmas. Yeah. And 
knowing that she is a she's a very like disorganized person in in her life like she gets things out she never puts them it's just chaos in her room but she knows where things are yeah she just and she likes organization she enjoys really um take tackling one little area and organizing it but it's not the whole room it's just this one little area and I can discount it like but your room's not clean but she's like, but look at my desk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, the happy planner, I thought, well, this is fun. I'm just going to show her how to, to, to begin this now. She felt like it was a teenager gift. She was beyond thrilled with her own washi tape and her own pen and her own. She loved it. Yeah. So I was talking to my mom and I said, because I'm I'm not geographically close to my nieces right now, but I said, mom, you should go to Joanne Fabrics and see if, cause they were 70% off at ours and see if you can find one for um, some of, some of the other girls around June's age, a little older that would also love it. And she's like, Oh, great. So she did it. She was close by. She went right in. She was standing at the happy planner section, looking at all of it. And she said, I can't do this. I have to go. I cannot, this is, I'm overwhelmed and I'm shut down. I can't look at all of these. I can't even process all of this. Like, so she is this extreme. My dad is an extreme linear Excel. He loves Excel. My mom is this extreme on the other side. And somehow they, my mom would think I'm very linear. My dad would think I'm extremely nonlinear, but I have somehow this place in the middle, but seeing the extreme nature of my mom, it just something like clicked about, oh my gosh, like she, she has to have a, a the right pen and the right paper. And then she makes these little lists and they're, they're off to the side of things. There's no organization to them for love nor money. Could she find the one from yesterday? You know, it's just, yeah. but this is how her brain works. And yeah. if she's written it, she can log it away in her mind. She doesn't have to hold on to the paper, but she has to write it with the right pen and the right paper. And anyway, I was just like, wow, aren't we all so different in how we approach this? And by no means is there like one system that's going to work for everybody. But I do think there's something to noticing. And even if it's audio, even if it's like an audio file and it's kept some in some app, I think there is something to just figuring yourself out. Yeah. And at this stage in life, it feels more and more crucial because time is going by and it's so easy to say, well, I'm not like that. I don't plan. But if you don't plan, how are you getting where you want to go? Yeah. You know, are you just moving through or is it with intention? Because that's, we all want that. But how do you get yourself there? You know, it's just a fun dilemma to solve. Um, But seeing that extreme reaction from my mom with all of the planners and it was this aversion, it was like, wow, like we are are all kinds out there. Yes, for (laughs) sure. Yep. We definitely are. And it's like, we've talked about another friend of ours where it was like, no, I don't even want to talk to her about planning. Cause I know that it like, she, she has her, her little method and she doesn't want to go any deeper than that. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. And that's fine. If that's what works for her. I obviously like, I need something more elaborate, but I think like the real, like you're saying, like the growing up and whatever is for me realizing this year, I don't have these big tentpole goals that I'm saying are going to happen in 2024. I've completely scaled it down to these little daily habits that I just want to be consistent with and yeah. hope 
that by doing those, it produces the kind of change that I've been wanting for years, but have been so focused on like the, the big thing that it's, it's not been happening in all the small ways that get me there. So I am so excited for you. I feel like you're on to something really major for yourself. Does that lead you into your word for the year? Does it (laughs) encompass this? We can go there. Uh, I'm going to break your heart. I, because some of, some of what I've been doing this year and like towards the end of this year is like when I looked at my power sheets from last year and I was like, there is nothing that makes me happy about looking back at all of this. This just feels like frustrating and disappointing and makes me mad. And so I've abandoned that. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing these big tentpole goals because I always end up feeling like a failure and like I didn't do that thing. And I'm focusing very small. So I'm not giving myself a word for 2024. Whoa. I have decided to release myself from that burden. Okay. Because it has, I get to the end of the year for the last few years now, and it makes me feel ashamed and embarrassed and disappointed. And I am just not going to put that on myself. For this next year, I am going to focus small. I am not saying what is going to happen by next December. Okay. I I am saying, okay, what can I do in January? Okay. And then I like it. Start, okay. What can I do in February? But I am not, I'm not doing a word. I toyed around with some words I made in the beginning of my journal, like my smaller one. That's going to be kind of where I do like my journaling and where I'm writing about the books that I'm reading and all that kind of thing. I made this little word map that I showed you this morning. Like this is the most unlinear <laughs> that I get. Yeah. Like, everything yeah. after that was very linear, but I, I put like things that I want in 2024. And so I have a lot of ideas about how I want the year to feel. I want there to be growth and consistency and health and peace and success and enjoyment. And, you know, I put all these words around there, but I don't feel drawn to having just one word that I'm trying to have encompass my whole year. I'm just going to, I'm just going to look very small at like, what can I do today? What can I do this hour? And it's like, even in how I've been living my life and doing things lately, when I've had downtime, I will try to think of like, well, what, how can I make this time more beneficial? And so I'm just, I'm trying to think on that smaller scale and I, I don't want the burden of the word, so I am letting it go. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah. that immediately gives me a word for you, but I'm going to keep it tucked <laughs> away and in my back pocket and just um, see what develops. But I feel like that gives way to a few words that probably you might discount if you were, you know, they're not shiny and flashy and this is yeah. what my year is. But I think you, you're just going about it a different way, but your year will be defined by these decisions. And that's a good thing. And I think maybe you get your year and your word in December, like as you look back. Yeah, I might. Because if I were to look back on this past year, I don't, like we said last week, and I haven't gone and looked it up. I think I have maybe a little bit of an idea of what it was, which again, like brings like the shame and disappointment in me. Because if I look back at this last year, it has been chaos. It has been hardship. It has been frustration. Like those are the the words, the disappointment. And I, so I just, I want to do things in a, 
in these small ways. So hopefully by the time I get to next December and all of this tracking, like we've been saying, like keeping track of what I am getting done and being able to look back at that instead of just looking at like all the hopes and dreams I had going into January and then being like, well, that didn't work, but actually trying to be like, think smaller and keep track of what does happen and the good things like doing that gratitude list and like all that kind of thing. I'm hoping by the time I get to next December, I can look back and feel differently about the year. Like that's Gosh, probably I think the, you will. the biggest goal that I have is <laughs> like just a year from now that I can look back and feel differently. Okay. So I kind of like it. I like it. Thank you. I, I like didn't know how you'd respond. No, I like it. I like okay. it because like I'm compartmentalizing this for you like as grace or as yeah. something where you're you're just going to ease your way into it and you're going to see what develops and you are going to hold yourself accountable month by month or quarter by quarter or however you do it. I know that because you're already doing it leading into this and you've yeah. seen how that works and you're going to continue it, but it's not flashy. It's really no. just, I like it. Well, thank you. Yeah. 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 Feels, I support it. It feels good. It feels like less of a burden and it just feels like, okay, it feels, I guess, more attainable. Instead of being like, I've set this bar so high that it's like, no, we're just going to focus on what we can actually do. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. So what is your word? Okay. So my word is community. Oh, I love that word. Do you? Okay. Well, this, this word, just to be really like transparent, this word has scared me for years. This, I feel like this is directly where I've been wounded in the past. And so this word has, I felt an aversion to, I don't want it. I want to be like allowed to be alone is more how I have felt for years. And that really has shifted. And I feel like I want my life to be open. I'm Mm. ready. I want to bring people in. I want to live out loud. I am ready for community and I'm ready to instigate community in all the Mm. places that I am. So that word's been on my heart for a little bit, but I keep seeing it everywhere. Everywhere I look, I see the word community or the feeling of community, or it's just there. So I just know this is going to be a focus and, um, and I'm excited to see what it brings and uh, especially being new, you know, in a new city. And, um, there's a, there's a yearning for community for sure from, from my whole family, but we've also established something between the seven of us that is unique and is this very shaping thing where um there's a closeness between us a trust between us you know when you go through a move of this magnitude at this stage in my kids lives yeah. it's you really have to band together to not feel lonely or isolated or resentful or all of the things and i'm just i'm seeing that in my kids they're like community takes trust in the people yeah. leading trust in each other and vulnerability that like you could get hurt. And I think that's, what's held me back for a long time is I don't want to get hurt. I want to protect myself. And, and that has healed. And so this is like the most honest word to define, like where I am right now is that I am open to that. I'm ready for that. So I'm very excited to see what God 
does with that, with my heart posturing, like acknowledging that and opening that door and saying like, I'm ready. Let's, let's do this. I love that. And I love that you use the word instigate because it feels a little dangerous. It feels a little like, it's not like buttoned up community. It's like, we're going to have some fun and we're maybe going to be a little reckless and we're going to like really get after it. And so I love that that is the perspective that you're coming at it from. And I think that you will see it. And we kind of talked about this earlier today before we were recording, but I think that you will see it like in the physical relationships of people that you're bringing into your home and into your life. But I also think that you will see that in your online community in a way that you haven't ever really pursued before. And I'm so excited to see what you do with it. And I think I've been trying to sort of think about my online presence in that way too. Like this isn't just about me showing up and talking about, you know, whatever thing I'm talking about, but it's about coming back to forming an online community, which we have in Patreon. And I feel like I can show up very easily there. And so trying to bring that that same sort of mentality and feeling over to like Instagram or YouTube or whatever, like, I don't have to feel so like I have to know all the things or, you know, be right, conscious that that's people are off putting. Yeah. It's more like, this is what I'm doing. And like, I want, I want to bring you in and I want to hear from you yeah. too. And, yeah. and so I think that that is an easier place to come from. Yes. To to have authentic community, you have to be vulnerable and you have to share the process and you have to share the highs and the lows. It's not all highs. And I think in my head, I just thought when I had it figured out, that's, that's the right time. That's when you can be vulnerable yeah. is when yeah. you're immune. But that I think is, is, was not right, but that was a part of like the healing. I was not ready. I would have, yeah. I would have viewed things differently and I would have been judgmental and I was not ready. But now I just feel open, like share your life. I'll share mine. Like, let's do this together. Let's figure this out together. And it just feels like a very healthy way to open my life. And, um, and I'm noticing that from Scott and from the kids and like, we're just, we're here, we're ready. And it's, I think it's going to be a fun ride. Yeah. To see what comes, what comes of that. So. Well, I think back even to your Thanksgiving and the way that you did that. And I feel like you took a lot of pressure off yourself in a lot of ways and you were organized for it and you did it in such a way that you were able to enjoy the day and not just feeling like you were being the hostess and like on the whole day, but it seemed like you really got to press into the people and you're so gifted in that way. And I'm so glad you're having that there and that that is developing for you. Me too. And it it helps me feel like we were called here with this shift of my own heart of like, okay, so if we were called here and we hunkered down and we just grieved what we had lost and the people who are sad that we left, like we're not doing any service to why we're here. Yeah. Like there's, there's a, a point that comes where you have to turn that page and you have to turn that page together and embrace the next part. And so I think we're ready to do that. Like we've given sufficient amount of time to grieving and lamenting and wondering and questioning and following obediently, but also feeling like 
it hurts. Yeah. So that that's, we've had time with that. And now I think we're ready to say, so what now? So what's next? Let's do it. And I love that. bringing, bringing with us all of those, those giftings and those skills make it a more unique experience rather than like having feeling like they have to be perfect or perfected before we can move forward or before yeah. we have something to offer. But just like, no, I've kind of got this. I've, I've sort of got this, this hosting thing I've done for a long time because I have a ginormous family and tons of kids yeah. and we do it for, you know, multiple times a month with birthdays and whatnot. I bring that here and I'm like, so I can, I can have a lot of people come in. I'm used yeah. to that. I'm ready for that. Let's do it. I love that. So it's just, it's interesting what it's like. I, I don't have the perspective yet because I haven't walked it through, but I have the, I have the feeling on my heart of this is going to be good. And this, I can't wait to see what happens and I'm ready. So it, it's, I can't wait to talk about this a year from now and see like, yeah. what has that looked like? Acknowledging that there's going to be pitfalls and it's not rosy all the time and people are people and it's not going to be perfect, but I think it's, it's time. And so that just feels really satisfying that yeah. as a, as a family, we're, we're all sort of feeling that same way and ready to embrace this new city and new adventure and new people. And I love it. It'll be good. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that's so good. And like you're saying, it's not about making it perfect. It's just the time to step into it. So I yeah, think that's great. Yeah. yeah. Well, it seems like just a very different year for both of us going into 2024. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's going about like, it and yeah. It's but not I, as flashy and it's not no. as like, it feels a little bit like I I keep saying it feels a little more mature. Like, yeah. okay, this, this is what it is. This is what I've learned. Let's just have the best year we can and not yeah. be like, oh, we're going to take yeah. this in by storm and it's going to be amazing. And yeah, well, there's something to that enthusiasm, but it can burn off. Like yeah. this is a deeper, like, well, I think that- I Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I think that enthusiasm can come alongside as their successes rather than yes. just up front and then burn out. Well, and that's kind of why I started doing the challenges with Patreon in November, because I wanted to be having that, that on-ramp into 2024. It was like, no, I'm not going to start at the new year. Like I want to start incorporating some of these things now. So I'm getting a little bit under my belt and I'm having some success and I'm seeing how it's working and I'm sticking to it because it really is helping me to go into this next year feeling like, okay, I've been doing these things really consistently for like two months now. I can keep that on and start to tack a little bit more onto it. And so I think the whole thing feels a little bit more realistic and it feels more like everyday living instead of like, the pie in the sky, I'm going to run the marathon in a month or whatever, you know, like it's, it just feels like, how can my life be different on a daily basis? Yeah. Yeah. And I think which that, could lead to that. But exactly. Yeah. And I think that's been a lot of the missing piece of getting me to those bigger pie in the sky things is because you that's really where you have to start from. <laughs> is the little pieces the the little stuff yeah yeah can't all come together so yeah yeah well cheers to maturity and and slow slow progress cheers yes 
it's it's going to be good. And we're going to do an episode in probably about a month or so where we will check back in and like give a little update on how things are going and what we're doing. And yeah, I think it'll be good. That feels much less daunting without the big shiny goals. Right? <laughs> like, oh, well, <laughs> I didn't do any of that that I said I was going to do in January. Oh. Yeah. No, I think it'll be good. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out with me. Well, you're welcome. Yeah. Here's to 2024. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. All right, ladies, that is it for our first episode of 2024. Thank you so much for joining us and kicking off the year with us. We so appreciate those of you who listen week after week after week. And also we've noticed some of you sharing about it on Instagram, telling your friends about the show. It means so much to both Katie and I. It helps the show to keep running and keep moving forward when we get new listeners and people who are interested. And when you share about it, that makes a really big difference. You guys are basically like my marketing team. And I am going to try to up my marketing game in 2024 for sure. But anything that you can do if you feel inspired by an episode or you're curious about things, we love to hear back from you. And when you share it, it makes a really big difference. Also, when you hop over to anywhere that you listen to the podcast and you leave a rating and review, especially in iTunes, that also helps to support the show without costing you any pennies. You can find the show notes to this episode at mackenziecoppacom slash podcast, or you can swipe up in whatever app you are listening to the show on and you should be able to find the notes there as well. I hope you'll join me again next week as I will be tackling some topics about cold and flu season. I think it's going to be a really great show with a really interesting guest. But until then, go be bold and gracious.